Closet and Nonsense, and this is actually supposed to be with a guest. And there are several episodes that are supposed to be with guests, and once again, it's the same as happened. It's just scheduling conflicts and real life happening and emergencies, and one dude just stayed up too damn late playing video games and never woke up. That's just kind of how it works. And some of it's that I've got a couple episodes that are actually recorded that I have to do some video editing. There's a lot of sound work to do because they were in live settings that we couldn't control, so there's lots of like background noise and shit like that. And so as much as I hate doing solo episodes for the sake of continuity and explaining that to people, I figured I would because I actually got a few messages like, hey, aren't you supposed to be like doing episodes every couple of weeks and blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, it's 4th of July. And not only is that a weird day to be releasing anything that isn't just ultimately patriotic, that same day happens to be one of my best friend's birthday. And uh, there was a whole lot going on through the whole weekend. It just didn't seem pertinent or smart on a on my part or anybody's part involved in this to try and release something over the course of a holiday weekend. So that didn't happen. Um, the other thing is, is that with all the other shit I do social media wise, there's been a lot going on behind the scenes. I'm in the middle of a couple big business deals and in trying to maintain those, I've had to make some serious life changes. And in trying to make those life changes, I realized that I suck at being a grown up. Like, and I understand like, Trying to be a musician as a kid and being like, I want to be a musician grow up, or I want to be a tattoo artist, or I want to... Yeah, I was never really planning on growing up, but there's still, like, some basic adult things that you have to do, and I really suck at those. Like, bad. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I can look at somebody else's situation and be like, oh, I could totally do that and schedule it out and figure it out and totally fine, but when it comes to my own, yep, not going to happen, and I think it falls into that same category of the number of people who give great advice, like relationship advice, but they're perpetually single. Or the people who are like, man, I can totally help you out with all these things, but their life's a fucking just chaotic mess. I think it's the same thing. I'm realizing that I am that person. And I think I always knew I was that person, but it's like staring me in the fucking face the last few days. So unfortunately, that means that there's some some issues with making sure that I do a good enough job to actually present some of the material to people. The people that I'm interviewing, the people I'm talking to, they deserve my best. And I haven't been able to be in a position to give my best. So my apologies to those people. But hopefully by the time it is what it is, they'll be like, oh yeah, okay, it was worth the wait. We did what we, we, did what we needed to do. You did what you needed to do. And now it's a quality product that we can put out there. And we're proud to like share and, and, and use. That being said, it's also kind of brought up some issues that I've noticed is that and I said this before, so I'm repeating myself. It's the saddest thing you can ever deal with is is when you share a talent or you share something that you're passionate about, something you're good at, and your friends are are either shocked that you're good at something or that you're talented or upset that they didn't know about it. And I I lately have seen several people that I genuinely care about really, really struggling with the people around them not supporting them the way they should. People say they support, they say they're there for them, but it's really, I don't want to say just secondhand or, or, or like nonchalant, but that's, that's kind of what it is. It's almost like, oh, I totally support this person. I love them. Absolutely. But they're never helping them out. They're never there for them when they need it. They're never the person that they go to to vent to. It's more like they're a figure in their life that says they support, 
But when it comes time to actually buckle down and do something, it's like being in a band, being a musician, like one of the biggest things to us is when we would show up to shows and people were wearing our merch. That was a huge deal. And people, you think that that's nothing, but that's actually like, that makes you feel really good when you step out there and you see somebody in the crowd, you know, wearing a t-shirt that you made or the biggest thing for me was when they would scream the lyrics back at me that will forever be a moment. The first time that ever happened in my life, I'll never forget that everyone deserves moments like that, not just once, but continuously those people in their life that they step up and they know that no matter what I can call you, I can contact you and you're going to be the person that's going to talk to me in the middle of the night or convince me when it's time to quit that I should keep going. I have those people in my life and I feel incredibly, incredibly lucky to be inspired by and, and pushed by those people. And I don't know why so many of my incredibly talented friends, colleagues, associates, even just acquaintances don't have that around them right now. You always hear, like, I deal with it a lot. People talking about, oh, you know, women need to support women. Um, but then it turns into like a cat fight. Like, no, I'm better than this than you. Or I'm, and I don't get that either. Like, if everybody's supporting everybody else, you tend to have a, a greater understanding and appreciation. And if you build each other up, you go together. On the flip side of that, though, I'm also seeing people jump on people's coattails. Somebody's succeeding and all of a sudden that's my best friend. I'm going to go with them or this is the owner of this place or this is the manager of that place or this is the person who has money, power, control, whatever it is. And once they're succeeding, suddenly they're your best friend, even though two weeks ago, six months ago, you didn't know who the fuck they were. And you've, you've heard the hearing, the, the, the saying rather, hearing, fuck yet. You know, you hear the saying, you know, you, you really want to know who your friends are, fail hit rock bottom and see who's still around to help pick you back up. And I don't know whether it's just the way things are now or if this is, I hope it's temporary, but I don't see that almost anywhere right now. Everything is so competitive. Everything is so, I need to do what's best for me and mine. Fuck you for even trying. And people are jumping on other people's coattails at the same time, riding that easy gravy train to fucking success Neither of those things allows for a person to feel value, to truly feel that they matter. And it translates from everything from friendship to love. And I don't talk about love much because I suck at it, honestly. Um, but I do know what love is not. And love is not being there for somebody when it's convenient or using someone to build yourself up and just leaning on them to make everything work the way it's supposed to. That's not love. That's codependency or gaslighting or any different variation of fucked up terminology we're using today, but it's not love. And too many people are desperate for that feeling of connection that they're allowing people to use them, to utilize them, to sell them short. And, and so often lately, people that I really care about that I look at and go, you're doing great. You're killing it. They're just like, no, I'm a fucking clown. I'm being treated like shit. I'm being used. I don't have any real friends. I'm fucking lonely. And loneliness is something that 
not only do I do I understand in my own life, but that I see in so many people that they're the most popular person in the room. They're sitting around and everybody fucking loves them and everything's great and they're the life of the fucking party. But in their head, they're absolutely alone. And the only reason they're being that comedy genius or that musical talent or those is to feel some sense of connection, some sense of people love me for something at least. I, when I see it, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit, but I also get really angry. Not that angry isn't my natural state, because it is. Me being angry is just the way I am most of the time. And I think most people can relate to that anymore. Most people just have this sense of just underlying rage that they don't know why it's there. And it's unhealthy, and it's really detrimental, not just to a mental state, but I mean physically, emotionally, everything. When you're mad all the time, you can't get around it. It's, it's this giant fucking roadblock. It's like somebody planted a building right in the middle of a highway and you're supposed to just figure out how to get through it. And that doesn't work. But when you have the people around you that genuinely see it and they don't do anything about it, they don't step in. They don't look at somebody and go, you're struggling. I can tell you're struggling. And though I can't fix it, I can at least let you know that I'm here, that I see you, that I'm, I'm here for you as best I can be. And maybe step in and say, Put your hand out. Something simple. I, I had one friend here, um, and she admitted it. Her pride was keeping her from admitting how how horribly sad she was just dealing with so much and that she felt overwhelmed. And she's like, but it's my decisions. I put myself in this place. I did this to myself. And there's something to be said about that. Yes, you put yourself in a position. You make a decision. If you allow someone to continue to treat you badly, if you're in a relationship that's abusive and you stay, it is still not your fault you're getting abused. It is your fault for staying and allowing that person to continue to, to on with their bad behavior. So when you make that, that decision, when you, when you are brave, when you are strong and you say, this is going nowhere or this person is hurting me emotionally, physically, or you just look at a situation and go, this is going nowhere. This is never going to be what what we want it to be. We're forcing it. We're trying desperately to make something happen that is just not ever in the cards. It's not going to happen. When you step up and you are courageous enough to not only change that situation, but then admit that you might need help. That's not weakness. That's true courage in my mind, in my eyes, when I see people admit they need help. And this one friend finally came to me and I said, Hey, something as simple as like, do you want to grab breakfast? Do you want to grab something to eat? You know, do you, is there something I can do to make things easier? And she just broke into tears and she's just like, nobody's asked me that. I'm trying really hard. Like I don't want to ask anybody for help, but nobody's asked me that. Like there's really nothing you can do, but thank you for asking. And I try to be a person who asks for not regularly of people that I know that are struggling, but everybody fails at that. Everybody forgets that. Some people look at it and go, God, it's so fucking annoying. I keep asking if I can help you and you won't let me help you. And I keep seeing you struggling. It's not that you do it. It's that you ask. That's the important part. It's that you actually are the person who makes yourself available because the worst thing in this world is feeling like you're drowning in the middle of an ocean alone with boats all around you and no one can see you. No one's paying attention. And you keep going under and you pop your head up and there's still more boats and there's more boats and they're partying and they're enjoying it. But nobody's looking at you. Nobody's throwing you a lifeline. There's no fucking floaty being tossed your way. It's, I can say from experience, 
It's the worst feeling in the world. There's nothing worse than grief that you can't get out of because there's no one listening. There's no one looking. It's, it's horrible. And whatever your source of grief is, no matter what it is, it's, it's, no one should have to face it alone. Does it mean you have to talk about it? No. But trust me, knowing somebody's there to listen to you, that, that shit matters. And on the flip side of that, if you know you're doing something even a little bit fucked up to somebody, you got you to gotta take a moment and reevaluate your position. I, I, I posted this thing on Snapchat, and it was meant to be funny. It was. It was meant to be a fucking joke because it is a joke amongst my friends. I like friend dates. I like going out with my friends and taking them out and having fun and doing different things. I've always enjoyed that. And some of my friends, we've done that for years and it's, it's never not fun because there's no pressure behind it. You know, you go out, you enjoy yourself, you have a great time. And at the end of the night, there's no like, do I ask her to come up? Do I have to fuck? No, none of that happens. There's no awkwardness. There's no, you know, and, and I'll admit a couple of times, like it did kind of get romantic. It did turn into something, but it's never the. That's not the goal. That's not what you're going for. You're going because you want to enjoy somebody else's company and give them an opportunity to experience something without the pressure of, is this guy just hanging out because he wants to get in my pants? It's a lot easier. When you know at the end of the night that it's that you're steering the show and the other person is just there to reciprocate and have a good time, it's so much nicer. It just relieves all the pressure and all the bullshit that makes dating so hard, which is why people now, instead of dating, they hit each other up on fucking Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok, and then they're suddenly together. With no actual time spent together, they, you think you get to know somebody based on posts. That's not the case. So I posted this thing about being the, you know, and, and it, it, the whole thing is, uh, it's a comedy sketch. And this guy saying, you know, ladies, when you, when you have your best friend and, and you tell them how perfect they are and how great they are, and then you don't date them, it's like going to a job interview and being perfect for the job and then hiring somebody else that is less qualified and probably going to fuck things over. And obviously I'm paraphrasing because I don't want to ruin it for one. I, it, it's, it's a great comedy skit. The whole thing. It's amazing. If you want to hear it, I'll, I'll send it to you because I have it saved. It's funny as shit. But in, in looking at that and listening to that, I was kind of laughing. I was like, holy shit, they're talking about me. I am that person where there's a lot of people who hit me up and I'm kind of their backup boyfriend. And it's not like there's anything sexual or romantic about it. It's just that when they're mad at their boyfriend, they hit me up as the person to go talk to. So I posted this as a joke because I like being that person. I, I'll, I'll say that unequivocally. I love being that person when somebody hits me up and they just want to talk and they want to be that. That's awesome. Knowing that I'm going to have relationships with some of the people that I'm friends with, men and women, that their, their husbands and wives won't have. Knowing that in, in 30 years, I'll still be talking to them and their relationship probably won't last another couple. I'm not hoping that they fail at their relationship, but knowing that I will still continue to have that. If it costs me not having sex, something I rarely get anyway, to make sure that I still have a lifelong friend, fuck yeah, that's an easy toss up. I know people think that that's weird, but seriously, it's far more fulfilling to have a lifelong connection to somebody than a three minute and 80 and, uh, you know, three minute and 18 fucking second screw that that shit doesn't last obviously if you're in love with somebody or there's something there's real chemistry and real connection yeah that's different but if there's not that 
why do you fight so hard for it? And so many people I've watched lately go, oh my God, I have these feelings and I want to be open and I want to do this. And they go and they shoot their shot. And it's like, oh, I was just here for the one time we had sex. Bye. So I post this and I put it out there on Snapchat and I got so many messages from people that I legitimately like, I didn't have like, I mean, a few people specifically in mind, but it was like, like I said, it was a joke, but I had people hitting me up going, was that about me? Well, no, sweetheart. But I mean, if the shoe fits, put that bitch on. Cause apparently I'm that for more people than I ever realized, or they feel like they lean on me. If you feel that way and it makes you feel guilty, it's not a reciprocative thing where there's, don't do that. Don't be friends with somebody for their fucking clothes or their car or their money. Don't lean on somebody emotionally knowing full well that you have no intention of ever letting that grow. Don't do that. And I'm not saying you have to be with somebody. I'm not saying you have to like, oh, well, there's this dude that I've been friends with for eight years. I guess I better give him a chance. If it's not there, it's not there. But be honest about it. Be real about it. You know, there are people in my life that, yeah, I, I definitely, I would, I could very easily have a romantic interest in. There's a couple people in my life that I could fall in love with or fall in love with again. Absolutely, that could happen. I'm keeping myself from doing it because I don't want to get hurt. Nobody wants to get hurt. That's the risk. That's the risk of dating and falling in love and doing all these things is that you will inevitably, whether you intend for it and whether it's life ending or relationship ending, you're going to get hurt. That's the fear. But don't, don't lead somebody on or hold on to somebody as a backup just because it makes you feel better. Make sure if it makes them feel part of it and equal to. And, and God, I just realized I sound really negative in everything I've just said. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to say like, I'm, I'm noticing these things in hopes that people will step up and be the better person and actually like, like, look at your friends, pick five friends and look at them and go, what does each of these people have that is a talent that maybe I'm not recognizing properly, or maybe I'm not pushing well enough that maybe I should, maybe I should look at them a little more wholeheartedly. Maybe I should really investigate this person's really into fashion or really into, maybe they, they want somebody to tell them, Hey, why don't you try that? You could make something like that. You could, you could, you can sew, do that dress. Maybe they're into makeup. Hey, how do you do that brush technique? How do you do this? How do you, do that? I want to learn. Ask them the simple stuff to let them know you see them. You hear it all the time. I appreciate you. I love you. I'm here for you. Mean it. Show it. It's easy to say a lot of shit. People have huge vocabularies and they like to use them. Show it. And that's the other thing I challenge you is, is that look at five people around you that actually show you. Whether they say it or not, whether they point it out or not, whether you thank them or not, whether you even notice, look at five people in your life that support you and are there for you no matter what. If you don't have five people in your life or even three people or two people or anything, you're in the wrong group. Change up your friend group, change up your circle. People like to keep their circle small, but make sure that circle is, is actually doing what it's supposed to. Keeping your circle small doesn't do any good if they're not there for you and if you're not there for them. Now, does that mean that you have to be there for somebody who's there for you? No, 
Sometimes you can't be. But if somebody's there for you, recognize it and appreciate it. Truly appreciate it. And then when you're there for somebody else, you pass it on that way. You know, people look around at these these glass ceilings and these situations of, oh, I could never, I can't, or I won't. And they talk themselves. Everybody is their own worst enemy in some fashion or another. And the most common is that we roadblock ourselves. We tell ourselves we can never succeed at something rather than attempt it. And the only guaranteed failure is not trying it. So yeah, you're completely self-prophesizing. It's easier to, to not try than you don't fail. And, and I know that that's very pedantic and sounds really cliche, but it, it really is the truth. And unfortunately, people are looking at each other and not really recognizing that. And I don't know why that's happening right now. I, I don't, I didn't feel that way for several years there. And right now, I, I definitely do. Like even people that I'm close to, I feel like they aren't seeing their own potential, aren't working to their own potential and, and aren't willing to, to give any energy to anybody else to, to push their potential. And fear is a huge part of that lack of motivation, lack of time, lack of funds. There's lots of things that can get in your way, but most problems can be circumvented or can be hurdled. The one that can't be is, is getting out of your own way or having somebody truly support you and truly be there for you. Those are the things that you, you really have to, you can't just look at and go, Oh, that's an easy solution. That takes time. That takes effort. And especially in the, the world today where we're really looking at all the really focusing on the negative and going, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking tired of this. This isn't going to, I'm not going to let this stand anymore. I'm not going to stand by and let this continue. This kind of action, this kind of activity cannot continue. That starts with yourself. Bitching at somebody else to stop acting like that does no good if you don't do it yourself. So those same actions have to pertain to you. But genuinely, I challenge anybody, look at the five people that are closest to you or the three people or whatever, you know. I say five because that gives you, you know, good percentages of, I would say 40% are actually there for you and the other ones are kind of there for you. One in five is probably not there for you at all. And it'll make you go, why the fuck am I even this person's friend? And you'll have to question that. And I'm not trying to ruin friendships and not trying to ruin relationships, but I am trying to make you notice, like, why are you around certain, why do you surround yourself with certain people? And are those people good for you? You are and become who you hang around. And if you don't surround yourself with people who, even if they're not like minded, at least have a similar ethos or creed or something that allows you to recognize why they're in your life and why you want them in your life. Those people can be anchors to the wrong kind of life and can drag you down. And I just challenge anybody to, to, to change that up. I know a lot of my friends are going through that right now, just looking at each other and going, why are we friends? Why are we together? Do I need you in my life? Should you be in my life or are you hurting me? Don't be, don't be one of those people either that just goes, well, I'm going to go drastically change. You know, you know, they always, the joke is always, oh, you know, we've, what you always can tell when a woman's going through something because she, she dyes her hair. You're going to say when a man goes through a midlife crisis because he suddenly dates a younger woman and buys a sports car. There's these, these stigmas that are attached. But in reality, people do, we do all express our emotions or what we're going through in one fashion or another. So don't be one of those people that goes, well, I need to change things up. I've run out of things to talk about. And so start dating somebody or start. <laughs> I have a friend who she decided it was the best way to save her relationship was to get pregnant. And now her relationship is ending 
because she never really thought that one through. And she's like, oh my God, I, I thought this was for, for us. I thought this was going to be, uh, you know, from here we'd get married, we'd be there together forever. And lo and behold, the reason that she was feeling empty is the guy just wasn't into the relationship anymore. And now she's pretty scared. Luckily, she's got a great family. She's got great people around her. And that kid's going to be more loved than anybody else. That's fantastic. And that's great. But at the same time, she has this sense of, oh, fuck, why did I do this? Don't be that person. Don't don't get married because the conversation ran dry. Don't stay married because I made a commitment and a vow and it's legal. Don't don't stay in relationships or stay at jobs or anything. Anything can change. Plan it. Don't don't be a dipshit and just jump out there and go, oh fuck, I'm gonna go be this, you know. You don't decide oh, I'm gonna be an astrophysicist when you've been working at a gas station plan school, plan things, do whatever, but you got to at least look at the planning and in the planning, you may learn why you're so unhappy. Maybe you're not unhappy. Maybe you're just bored. Maybe you just need a new hobby. Maybe you just need something new to do, but don't make drastic changes or, or life altering decisions based on, I need to change something. So I'm going to just blow it up. People are always like, yeah, I'm great at self-sacrifice. And I go ahead and do all these things for everybody else. If you do that, you can't be mad. If you're like bragging about it, you can't be mad when you get destroyed. It sucks, but you did that. You you put yourself in that position. You made that decision to be there for everybody else and not change anything for you. I don't know. This whole thing feels like a rant. I'm good at ranting usually, but... It's just a lot of things I've been thinking about with my friends. I just don't like to see people sell themselves short. And I've got some people in my life right now that are absolutely spectacular. Just every day I feel just absolutely lucky to know them. And I don't think they understand how much they matter. That I would not be here were it not for them. And even though I've told them that, I'm not sure they believe it. I'm not sure that they understand it. But there's a lot of people that that matter in this world that matter to each other and and I don't know why it's hard so hard to tell people when they matter when they when cuz they do people matter and if somebody matters to you if they changed you if they've inspired you if they've created uh, an opportunity for you let them know you know that I always say at the end of these episodes like remember to reach out nobody should ever feel alone and this is one of those instances where life is hard Life is hard for almost everybody on this planet right now. Even people who seem to be having it real great, they're struggling in one way or another. Everybody deserves to have that sense of camaraderie and and everybody wants that Vin Diesel family. <laughs> That's why we joke about it. No one should feel alone. So always reach out because you matter. Music on this one came in with Bear Grylls, Nightmare, because that song came out last year and... I only really started recognizing the lyrics and the work that was put into that. And Bear Grylls is one of those those producers that I've known for quite a long time. And he just continues to impress me. And that song just now, now really hits home. It really makes sense to me. Really just kind of spoke to me and kind of is what led to, to this particular recording. And then on the way out, it's going to be stitched apart. Um, 
going to do My Demons, uh, which is their most recent video release. Came off Darkness, the album that they released last year. They just hit the road the other day and, uh, ironically enough, ended up breaking down. And I was, the last time that happened, I was on the phone with Decker trying to help them find a mechanic and shit like that. So, of course, my natural response was to text. And they're all grown up now. They got AAA and they got insurance. And they got, <laughs> it's very cool just how things are, are different now and people are doing better. But it's good to know that people are out touring again, live music happening. Do what you can to make that continue too because we all need a connection through art, through music, through festival, through everything. We've got to reconnect. And, and, and it should be stronger and, and more cohesive than ever before because now we know what we're missed. We know what, what was out of our life for so long and do what you can to connect. Um, you know, the, the last seal, not to get biblical on you, but the last seal was the seventh seal. That's why I was in the band seventh seal for, and that, that was my first real intro to musical life. And the reason it was, because if, if you can't communicate, if you can't talk to people, if you can't express yourself through art, through through poetry, through these different things, through music, that's when the world really falls apart, is when we stop talking to each other. As long as that line of communication, as long as we are not silenced, that's what lets the world continue. And more than ever in the last 18 to 24 months, I think people are realizing that. And that to me is a huge, huge thing. So go out, support your friends, support your local artists, support your local music scene, support each other. Cause fuck knows we all need it. <laughs>